Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Money Man Predictions Podcast, where money is made every podcast. It's your boy, Eddie Too Rich, and I'm checking in on Saturday, August 13th, to discuss the slate in this extreme breaking news with Fernando Tatis. And I think that's how I'm going to start the show off with. So, Fernando Tatis got an 80-game suspension for apparently performing enhancing drug use. He came out with a statement and said that it was for ringworms. And everybody on social media is just getting after him, talking about he's a cheater, he's this, he's that. You know, we all going to have different opinions. I mean, I grew up in an era where, you know, there was like A-Rod who got caught and then Barry Bonds and, you know, all these other, you know, big powerful superstars get caught and it kind of affect the image of their career. And, you know, right now, I mean, during this era, I mean, in this, and I guess you call it the Me Too era, we're going to have a lot of people that are going to be voicely strong, like as you see right now in other sports like NFL, like where Deshaun Watson, you know, the Jaguars fans are getting out there his head you know, first snap and, you know, just imagine what's going to happen in like stadiums, like, you know, when they go see Pittsburgh, you know, tougher stadiums like that, and they're going to really get after him. And, you know, I mean, and Tatis, now they're going to say he's a cheater. You know, even when he was in that minor league game, they was chowing out overrated. And then he hit a, he hit a third, he hit a, a triple you know, to shut the crowd up. And, you know, I just tweeted that. I, I don't tweet that. I shared that on my Instagram saying, like, man, I, I love when people, like, you know, back shit talking up with results. And now you see the results and this dude gets popped for PEDs. I mean, it kind of it kind of changes my perspective on him. I mean, I think, I mean, he's an exciting player because, I mean, baseball is, is a hard sport anyway. You got to have hand-eye coordination. And you actually have to go out there and hit. It's not like, you know, different sports where, like, basketball, you can control, you know, whenever you get the ball. You could you could demand the ball and, you know, try to do your best, even though it's kind of hard to break down a one-on-one matchup. So, either way, I mean, even, like, football, when you're pass rushing, you pop PEDs, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have an edge, try to have an edge over that offensive tackle, offensive guard that you're going against. So you still have to beat them and get the sack to complete, you know, whatever, or get the tackle for loss or whatever. You still got to go out there and make a play. So, I mean, even though people aren't performing enhancing drugs, it sucks, and people use it for an ed, but you still got to go out there and get the stats. So it's not like you just, you know, I remember playing Madden, like, or, yeah, Madden, like, 2005 or something like that. This is totally off subject, but playing Madden and fucking, I used to line up offside all the time to get to the quarterback. And that's what a lot of people's perspective on PEDs is that it's just going to put them like totally, totally over the edge. And so, I mean, he's still, he's still an exciting player. People are still going to buy his jerseys. People still going to vibe with Fernando Tatis, I feel like, but there's going to be a, a large demographic of people that are going to call him cheaters. Right? I mean, either way, I just feel bad. I'm glad that the Padres decided to go for it at the trade deadline and acquiring like jury Soto and bell because, and also hater for sure. 
Like, those four guys are big additions. I mean, Tatis or not, you still could gel and, you know, still have field a competitive team. So I still expect them to make the playoffs. But it is hard to hear that he got popped for, for this, for sure, because I think everybody was expecting the return. I mean, I was even, like, talking – and trying to figure out when am I going to make it to San Diego to go catch a game. Like, now, I mean, I still would like to go for Juan Soto, but, I mean, it's, it's I don't know, it's not really a priority no more, since, especially since football started. But, anyway, let's get to this baseball slate. So, that's my take on Tatis. I really feel like he's going to be, you know, trolled on Twitter. Everybody's going to be commenting underneath everything he's saying, saying cheater this, cheater that. But at the end of the day, he's going to have to – it's all about how you respond to the adversity. So you just got to you just gotta go out there and get make the best out of your at-bats and don't let them get to. That's my advice to Tatis. Keep your, keep your mindset strong. Maybe get off social media for a while and just really hone in on crafting your skills and coming back, making some noise because that's the only way that you're going to overcome this situation. Because just paying attention to social media trolls who don't matter at the end of the day isn't going to help you. And you see, like, how the how big stars are, you know, lose their mind trying to respond to fans and they never shake back. So that's my advice to Fernando Tatis for sure. But, you know, it's all love, man. You know, we still we – still, I still respect you. As long as you're still cashing my tickets, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Like, so let's go ahead and recap these games real quick. Uh, New York Yankees lost to the Boston Red Sox in the 10th inning, 3-2, in a shocker. I was shocked, but power, good respect to the Red Sox. Um, Atlanta beat the Marlins 4-3. San Diego beat Washington in Juan Soto's return, 10-5. The Cleveland Guardians struck struck out the Toronto Blue Jays 8-0. That was a shocker yesterday for sure because that was a plus-136 money line, that one. Uh, Phillies beat the Mets 2-1 in the 10th inning. Real close game. Both New York teams took some heartbreakers to their division rivals. Uh, Detroit loses to the White Sox 2-0. Baltimore beats the Rays. I'm so shocked in Baltimore. They traded everybody. They traded like their two best players, literally. And now and now they're just thriving with these young guys. It's, it's insane to see what these guys are going to be in like just the next, even next year. Like they got some pieces and really be serious. Uh, the, Mar- the, the Marlin, I mean, the Mariners beat the Texas Rangers six to two. Uh, L.A. Dodgers beat the Royals 8-3. to Oakland falls to Houston 7-5. to Milwaukee falls to the Cardinals 3-1. to And the Arizona Diamondbacks lose to the Colorado Rockies 5-3. to The Minnesota Twins beat the L.A. Angels 4-0. to and the San Francisco Giants beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 5-3. to three. So that was our games from yesterday. So 
now let's fast forward to today and see what see what we our take on each game is. So the first game on the slate is Atlanta versus Miami. So like I said yesterday, the Atlanta Braves won. So they're on a three-game win streak currently. And they've won three out of the last four versus the Marlins. So let's see. And the Marlins coming into the game are two and two and five in their last I mean two and three in their last five. And yeah. So I mean I think Atlanta's in a win. I just think the Marlins don't have enough. I mean, I really feel like I really feel like they can they're they're just a really underachieving team. They really got great pitching, but they really need Jazz back because their best player is Jazz Junior and he can really he can, he really sparks that team and energizes the team. And then when they were overperforming, he was in the lineup, but since he's been out, it just hasn't been the same. And I I think I'll just continue to back Atlanta, I mean, they're really trying to strive and get into that division race with the Mets. They fell back so far, but maybe since the Mets are, you know, they since they lost last night, maybe they can make up some ground and just keep building on that momentum. So I would ride with the I'd ride with the Braves today for sure. So next game is Cleveland versus Toronto. That shocker yesterday, which was crazy. Um, that eight to zero loss. For the Blue Jays is really, really like it, it's interesting because you never like you never know what you're gonna get with the Blue Jays. Like, you know, Guerrero I saw was is on like a 21 game win streak, and you know, not 21 game win streak, 21 game hit streak, and he's been real, he's been really seeing the the ball really well, but it's just nobody else around him's really doing much. And so I really think George Springer is really a big lot bigger loss than most people are talking about because he really sets the tone. Because either I get a lot of notifications saying like, "Oh, Springer Dinger," you know, that's what the Astros fans used to say. Fucking hate the Astros, but you know, I'm gonna leave that out of this. But yeah, so they're the the Blue Jays are favored today after being at zero. Really feel like it's a get right spot for them. They're going against McKenzie and White. So White is coming from the Dodgers. He came from the Dodgers, so you know he's trying to prove himself. I always like to back new pitchers because it's always like they're trying to they're trying to impress their teammates. They're trying to you know get a grip on how things are, and you know really see how their defense you know their defense responds to them. And I'm not saying that the Blue Jays just has good defense or whatever, but great defense or whatever, but. It's just all about, you know, trying to just make an impact for your first start. Because the new start, you know, sometimes these people, you know, Dodgers might have been a big pressure spot for him. So White's coming in. He's in Canada now. And, like, a, the Blue Jays don't really get that much coverage, but Vlad does, but everybody everybody else on the team, so-so. So I'll go with the Blue Jays in a get-right spot, honestly, because – Indi- uh, the Guardians, I'm sorry, I was say Indians, but the Guardians do not, um, I don't know, they're very inconsistent to me. They're kind of in the same, like, even though their records aren't this, like, similar, I would say they're kind of in that same category of unpredictability as the Rockies, in my opinion. 
But yeah. So on to the next game. Uh Baltimore versus Tampa Bay. So I would say last night the Orioles, you know, like I said, came out of one like ten to two, ten to three, I believe. And it was really it, it's really inspiring. And they won four out of the last five. And they're still big money line underdogs. This is insane. So, like I said, sometimes in the show, we like to we like to look at trends and, you know, sometimes go against that trend. But also, we like to ride the wave. So, in this situation, I see Hall is pitching for Baltimore versus McClanahan. McClanahan. So for the race, so he's a, I mean, he's, ha- he's been having a great season and that's why the Rays are so much favored. The juice is at like minus 180 right now, according to my action that. So, and the Baltimore Orioles are plus 148. I mean, they have one for our last five, man. I don't know. Yeah. But their, their team is so solid. Like, I, I really this this new catcher, Rutschman, Rutschman, he is really insane. Like he is giving this team so much juice. And then Sander and Mountcastle is you know, they they always been consistent. But, you know, like I said, they lost a lot of like key piece they lost two key pieces, like two all star level players in my opinion. And they're regrouping with these young guys and this youth movement. And it's amazing to see what this team, like I said, what this team's going to be in a year or two, if they add a couple pieces or if stars even want to come to Baltimore. That's that's the thing, too, like to see how it's going to shift. Because, see, like if teams want to give up going to New York or L.A. to go to Baltimore, like that would be insane. But you know, like I said, it's a whole different perspective of Baltimore now than what it was back in the day. I mean, Baltimore was a was a solid team, especially with Kyle Rickman Jr. breaking all those start records. It's insane. But shout out to him. I never expected I was gonna name drop him on a on a podcast before, but hey, on to the next one. Cubs versus Cincinnati Reds, uh Samson versus Ashcraft. It's pretty much, you know, they're, they're two similar pictures. Ashcraft got five, is a 5-2 and two win compared to Samson's 0-3, but they got a similar ERA. So, um, let's see. Let's look and see. Yeah, so these teams played on the at the Field of Dreams, and the Cubs ended up taking that game. I called it. I said the South Side, I said South Side, North Side, Chicago was going to run the field of dreams and Chicago sure enough is two and zero in the field of dreams. So I hate to see it, but Hey, you got to respect it. And so, yeah. So, and I feel like the Cubs are a solid team, but it's always hard sometimes to bet against Joey Votto. Joey Votto, even though he's not really having like an up to par season, he's definitely still a dangerous hitter and you never know what you're going to get out of him. He might hit a, a double off the wall. He might hit a home run. You never know. And he's just, he's just really a good player and he's still effective. And so that's why it's always hard sometimes to bet against him. But the Cubs, I feel like have more pieces in, you know, positional areas that can help the team, you know, 
succeed. And also, their bats are starting to kind of wake up because they're consistently scoring at least four runs in the last uh, four game in the last four games. So that's something to keep an eye on. Like especially if you look at team totals, they've been scoring about like four runs. So they might keep it up, and this they're hot. So let's see. So, but mm, at the end of the day, I feel like Ashcraft. I feel like they're gonna come back. They're right. They had a day off, so I feel like Joey Votto and the bats are gonna wake up for Cincinnati and in- India. That's another key player on the Reds. Never really talk about the Reds, so let me break down some players for you. Uh, Solano has been solid. Um, India, Sinsel, Farmer. Those are some players that if you see them in the lineup, maybe you'll take a spread. I mean, nobody's not really going to put money on shit teams, I understand. But shit teams, shitty games is where you win the money. And this game right here is a shitty game. So you see two teams that are clearly out of the playoff race who are going in bottoming out pretty much for the rest of the season because unless they just get on a miracle run, maybe, you know, the field of dreams sparks something. You never know. You see what the Mariners are doing now. No, I'm just playing. But they never played. But still, the Cubs are, you know, they're, they're equally bad teams. So, I, I mean, you go either way. If you don't want to touch this game, I don't blame you. But if you are, I'd probably end up taking either – Cincy money line or the Cubs one and a half. I feel like it could be like a four three game, something close. Like I feel like it's not going to be like a blowout at all. So it could really just come down to one run or a game winning run. I feel like so that's just me. I I mean I would lean towards the money line, but I would also I wouldn't be opposed to spread in Chicago, especially you know since like I said they've been consistently scoring runs and you know let's keep it with the trends. All right, next game, uh, Padres versus Washington. The Juan Soto return. He he did pretty good in his debut. He contributed to some runs, and they put up 10 on him. So it was pretty good. They were trying to choke at the end. And, you know, of course, if you're like a over-under better, you've seen that the Washington Nationals were scoring. You're like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, the under was crushed anyway from the start. So <laughs> it was okay. So the U Darvish is pitching today for the – for the Padres, so basically their ace is out there versus Sanchez, who is 0-5 with a 7 ERA. So I understand it's hard to back, hard to back Washington because they're depleted and, you know, Juan Soto's here. So, you know, he's he's coming in motivated, trying to do his thing. And Luke Voigt, I mean, he only been on the Padres for like almost a year, I think. Not even a year. He just got traded there from the Yankees. So, it was like, you know, he doesn't have like much revenge. Like, what did what did he do for them? Like, he just hit a couple home runs. That's that's nice, but you know, he's he's a Yankee. His hat, even when you look at his picture, set looks he has a Yankee logo on. It. He ain't even had a chance to take a picture in the logo yet for the Padres. So it doesn't really matter to him. But like I said, I, I expect the Padres to start getting on a little run. They're playing a lot of mediocre teams on their schedule coming up. So I feel like they're going to definitely, you know, they start getting the hype. You're going to start seeing more videos of Manny Machado hitting a double or 
you know, Juan Soto doing the Juan, the Soto shuffle and, and stuff like, you know, versus shit team. So, I mean, they should win games like this. There's no, no excuse for them not to win this game. So Padres would be a good parlay piece. I wouldn't even really try to touch on the Nationals. That's just, you know, my opinion on that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to touch the Nationals because, like I said, they just got, it's a lot of uncertainty when you look at their team. Next game. Dodgers versus Royals. This game, this game yesterday was like really boring. Like there wasn't, there was no real scoring for the first couple innings, and it was just like you're sitting there watching, like wow, this dude's throwing a no hitter through six, and then out of nowhere, the Dodgers just put up a big inning, and you know the rest is history, and they're still covering the minus one and a half spread, so. They're, like, undefeated in August, so it's like, you know, you never know when this streak is going to end, but they're also playing a shit team, and they're also a complete team. Dodgers are really a complete team. Like, if you really look at their lineup, honestly, like, like starting off with Mookie Betts, like, that's that was a great trade. I understand, like, people in Boston might be hard about it still, but Mookie Betts is a is, is a great player. I don't know why would anybody trade Mookie Betts. Like, I mean, I don't know why anybody would trade Juan Soto either. But you know, obviously it happened twice, so it doesn't matter. But like Mookie Betts, like Trey Turner is like I call him Trigger Trey because he's always you know starting up something. He's always on base for Freddie Freeman to knock it in, or you know even a Max Muncie or a, you know a Gavin Lux. And it's it's crazy. Like their lineup is really stacked, and it's it's insane what the potential of this team could be, especially if like a bat like Joey Gallo, and I see Clay Thompson's brother. Like he's always on base. Like this this team is really deep, and it has a lot of options they could go to. So I look forward to seeing them in the postseason, seeing how this team ends up, because they're they're a really interesting team. And I feel like it's going to be Mets-Dodgers. I've been saying that the whole time. So I think it's going to be Mets-Dodgers, especially now that the Tatis came out with that stuff. And, you know, the, the Dodgers and Mets are honestly the biggest winners in this Tatis situation. It sucks, but, you know, a lo- the team, somebody loses. You know, Tatis is losing. The Padres are losing. But the Dodgers and Mets gained from this because now they not have, they don't have to worry about that. And so the Dodgers was already not worried because they've been dominating them anyway. And they have more of a complete roster and they could go deeper. They could pinch hit somebody here and have an impact. And it, that, that takes years to build. And this Dodgers team has been around for the past like five, six years, just really just dominating the national league, getting to the, getting to the, getting to the world series and trying to, and trying to make an impact and, and win. And, you know, they got cheated out of a couple titles, but it's okay. I mean, now they're reaping the benefits. Now they're really a strong team. And so I guess I'm going to still back the Dodgers. I mean, you might as well, you could take their, their one negative one and a half spread. I mean, keep riding the wave. It's a proven wave. And I mean, it's, it's strong. So keep up, keep up with it. Okay, next, the Philadelphia Phillies versus the Mets. So, let's see, Nola's pitching versus DeGrom. I mean, I, I always would autoplay the – I always would autoplay when DeGrom 
DeGrom pitches. DeGrom is really, is really like the best pitcher in the league. And the, these, these, the Mets are really a good team and they just lost a heartbreaker yesterday. Philly, I mean, Philly has, you know, they're off and on streak right now that they've been winning a couple games and then, you know, they gave up one the other night. But I feel like, I feel like the Mets are going to win this game. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. Especially with DeGrom, he's back. That's a one-man team right there. And, you know, with Pete Alonzo, Lindor, and even Ruff. Ruff is going to – Ruff is a great – was a great addition. Was another good trade addition for the Mets. Even though the Mets didn't do as much as I thought they would at the trade deadline. But – they got they got rough and from the Giants and he's he's a solid hitter and it sucks for JD Davis but they that was a good trade for both teams I feel like JD Davis is doing great and for the Giants right now and you know I think the change of scenery really helps being with the Giants so it's gonna be that's good for him but I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna roll with Degrom it's a no brainer for me I'm gonna go for it next game. All right, Detroit versus the White Sox. So the White Sox won yesterday. Uh, Manning's pitching versus Giolito for the White Sox. And all the money right now is on the White Sox. Tim Anderson's still out, but they're still continuing trying to win. Detroit has lost five straight. And the White Sox coming in won yesterday, but... They coming into that game, they were one and four. I mean, one and three in their last four. And so the White Sox have been winning in this series the last three games. They won 2-0, 4-2, and 8-0 the last three. So I'm going to go ahead and ride with the wave. I'm going to ride the wave and go with the Chicago White Sox. I feel like they're going to win versus Detroit. Manning's ERA is impressive, but I just feel like at the end of the day, Detroit doesn't have enough. And, like, they're one of those teams. They just fired their GM. So they don't really have much direction right now. They got a great general manager. Like, it's, I mean, a good manager as far as, like, you know, their, their everyday their coach. Their coach is really good. He was the old Houston Astros coach. Even though they cheated, he still led them to the World Series. And A.J. Hinch is really a – uh, a great a great person to build around. So hopefully they find a great GM candidate that could, you know, see the vision with him because they can really develop something special, especially with Miggy's last years. It sucks that, you know, Detroit's not really that good, but, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to overcome it. And, you know, sometimes it takes years to come. You see teams like it takes, it took the Orioles a little bit to recover, but, now they're an impressive team, so you can see it happens. It's happening before your eyes right now. Next game, Oakland versus Houston. Lance McCullers Jr. is coming back, and this dude is a rock star. I freaking hate saying that because he's obviously an op, and, you know, he's, he's with Houston, so I hate saying that as a Yankee. Him and Verlander are back, like, this is insane. Like, I feel like it's back to, like, 2018 again. Like, when 2018, 2019, when they were really popping. And this is crazy. So, all right. So, I think, obviously, I'm going to roll with Houston. I feel like 
their team, their, I mean, their, their offense is really loaded. Whenever you look at it, like Altuve, whenever Jordan Alvarez, whenever he plays, Tucker, Bregman, even Diaz is popping out, popping home runs now. Pena, he's replaced Correa. Like, you know, it was, it was natural. It's almost like they was like, okay, well, if you don't want to come back, you go to the Twins and we'll just we'll just plug in Pena like they knew and they developed him and he's great. He's a great player. Like I was, I was watching the game yesterday. He was making some plays and I'm just like, wow, he's he's really impressive and really grown. So especially with Altuve, I mean, you still got the same leadership: Bregman, Kyle Tucker. He he's developing. And he's a home run hitter. And then, man, Jordan Alvarez, this dude is insane. Like, oh, my God. If you ever get a chance to see Houston play, watch him. Like, watch his at-bats. It's, it's, it's poetic almost. And then when he hits the ball off the, off the bat, it just sounds beautiful because you know it's going to be a home run. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's insane. But I'm going to go with Houston. Oakland's not really doing much. They're, you know, 41, 72. Probably need to move move to Las Vegas. Go ahead and become be like the Raiders, leave town, and go ahead and um, go ahead and move to Vegas and make that money. Because unless unless something happens, yeah, they're not gonna really they're not gonna really uh, do nothing in Oakland. I feel like so. And let's see. Let's go to the let's go to the Rangers and Mariners. So. I seen Rodriguez came back yesterday for the Mariners. That that's that bro, that lineup, honestly, if you look at it, it's really scary with Rodriguez, Francis, Winker, Hanniger, Santana, Crawford, Raleigh, and Frazier. All those players are really good players. Like it's not like they're like, you know, top ten players. But they are really solid players. Like they'll make plays for you. And the 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 Mariners gonna have have a scary team. Like honestly, they're gonna be a scary out. Like I was saying the previous podcast, they're gonna be a scary out in the wild card. Like it's gonna be really hard to knock that team out for like a potential team whoever gets matched up with them in the playoffs. Because they kind of got this little three headed monster pitching and. Yeah, they're pretty. They're a pretty solid team, and Texas Rangers. It sucks. Forty nine to sixty three. They they made the splashes for Seager and Simeon, and it's just not. It's just not equating the wins right now. They're still like a year off. I feel like to really competing, like almost like the the Mariners level, because they do have a good team. I mean, they they got a lot of good promising prospects, but. You know, it's just not coming together. It's not enough. Not enough stuff on the. It's not enough stuff on the roster right now. These teams are deep. It sucks for the range teams like the Rangers because they do have two superstars that are in. You know, one of some of the best defensive infield with uh, Seager and Simeon, but they they they're still underperforming because you need more than just two of them. You need you need way more superstars. So. You you see like like I mentioned with the Dodgers, you see how deep they are. You see what I just said with the Mariners, they're deep. You got to be deep at every position. So it's an arms race. So you know they'll catch people and bring them to Arlington, Texas. I mean, 
I'm not a Rangers fan, but I'm an Arlington fan, so we're going to, yeah. So, anyway, let's see. I always, always love Arlington and New York, so we're always going to rip that hard on this show, for sure. So, the the Mariners are got five games on a five-game win streak versus the Rangers, and they won 6-2, 4-2, 5-4, 4-3, 6-2. So, it's always either a heartbreaking loss or a 6-2 win, I see. So, I'm just going to ride the wave with the Mariners, and I'm going to money line them versus the Rangers. I mean, Dane Dunning hasn't really – it isn't really convincing to me. It doesn't move the needle, and it's not Perez, so I'm going to go against the Rangers here. Okay, next game, uh, Brewers versus St. Louis. So, Rainwright versus uh, Burns. So, let's see. So, the St. Louis Cardinals won 3-1 yesterday. Uh, they've won three out of the last five versus the Brewers. So let's see let's look at some other stuff. So Cardinals are eight and two in their last ten. Brewers coming in three and seven. They're really trying to fight for the division. So this is a big this is a big weekend for the division right here. So I mean I'm gonna I, I like Wainwright always pitching. They're 36 and 20 at home. And Wainwright has been solid this year. It's not really nothing to write home. It's not like he's Cy Young or anything, but he he has he has been a, he has had a solid year. Plus with Goldschmidt and Arenado. I love backing them because they, they're just like two superstars that I know are gonna just always go off. Kind of almost like a Pete Alonzo, how I feel like Pete Alonzo. Aaron Judge, Vlad Guerrero, they're just always going to perform. Like players like that, they're always going to perform. Whether whatever the situation is with their team, they're gonna they're gonna perform and do well. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. To I'm gonna take the upset in this game. I guess quote unquote and go with the Cardinals at home, man. I, I think that's a solid solid play. Next game, Diamondbacks versus the Rockies. So we have Zach Gallen versus Urena for the Rockies. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Arizona. The Rockies got him yesterday, 5-3, get right spot. They kind of been going back and forth as far as like on the wins, like Rockies will win a game, Diamondbacks will win a game. When you see patterns like that, you, 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 you take the trend. You always got to go with the trends, man. Like, you know, whether it's up and down, go go with the trend. I really feel like that the Diamondbacks should win this game. They have, they still have good pieces, even though they, you know, traded some people. But, you know, Walker's still good. Marte, Rojas, Beer is trying to pick it up. McCarthy. Kelly is good. Like, so they have some solid pieces on their roster. And, you know, the Rockies, you never know what the hell you're going to get with them. Always. It's always scary to bet against them or bet with them. So, but I would say, you know, like I said, CJ Crone, Rogers, Blackman, 
Gritchick, Hilliard. You know, those are some everyday players that I look for when I look at lineups to see if they're going to play and, you know, maybe make an impact. So I always like to give you all guys some players to try to give you all some games. So when you look at these lineups or when you're looking for yourself, doing your own research, you're able to you're able to be like, OK, that's that's something that Eddie Tourish mentioned in the podcast. And he's a solid player. He's a solid player. He's a solid player. So. I'm going to back them. I feel more comfortable backing them with the spread, backing them with the money line, you know, whoop to whoop, whatever you feel like. So next game, Pittsburgh versus the Giants. So Pittsburgh is going in the wrong direction, and so is the Giants. They're, they're so close to they're, – they're so close, but yet so far from the wild card right now that it's almost like it doesn't make sense for them to – try to push for it but the way their team is and you know they have so many win now players on there like jock peterson wade jr belt is good you know crawford these are some big time players and they're not producing last year they were like one of the best stories and you know we're producing they they definitely overperformed and you know they didn't they didn't come up with nothing out of it so it sucks that they came back with this season, type of season and they have to retool. I never say rebuild with the Giants because whether it's the football Giants or the baseball Giants, they retool, never rebuild because they're always a solid team. And I remember growing up watching like Buster Posey. He was a he was a great Giants player. And. You know, I always had respect for the Giants with Barry Bonds. That, that was, that was, that's my all-time favorite player, even though, you know, you can say what you want about him. I love Barry Bonds. But I'm going to back the Giants here. I feel like Pittsburgh is just, you know, playing their prospects, getting development. Cruz is, is a good story for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Six, seven shortstop. If you haven't seen him play, watch him. He's a, he's a highlight reel. Allen made a big play yesterday. I was really, really shocked about that because he hasn't really done nothing, but he he definitely performed yesterday. Reynolds is always a good show. Hayes and Gamble for sure. And Van Van, Van Meter's good too. So they're always good at bats, but they're you know, they're a young team. And so I'll just go with the Giants. They're trying to spark some some type of energy. So always back a team that's always looking for energy. Okay, next game. Twins versus Angels. Uh, Dylan Bundy is going against Detmers tomorrow. So, I mean, today. Uh, Detmers is 4-3. Bundy's 6-5 with 5-0 ERA. Yeah. Um, with the rank, with the angels, I, I don't really like backing them anymore because the way they just falter, like they start off the season so well, and then out of nowhere, you just wake up and you see they got 60 plus losses in the middle of the season. And it's, it's really sad. You got Otani, you got, you know, supposed to have Rendon, but he's always hurt. Supposed to have Mike Trout. He's always in and out the lineup with a back issue or, you know, different types of issues. It's like you're going to have – got to break this team up. There's no way you're able to 
Because you don't like you look at their lineup. They got solid pieces. Like you know, Ward's a good Ward's a good player. They got Adele. Adele's turning up. Walsh is a solid first baseman, but you know everybody just knows Otani. Nobody knows these other guys. You're in L.A. You're in a big market. You're supposed to be competing with the Dodgers, and nobody knows who else is on your team but Otani because he pitches and he, you know, he hits. So that's what makes him special. And you have Mike Trout. You're supposed to have, quote-unquote, the best player in the game. But he's not – is he even an A-list celebrity in L.A.? Like, if if you're going to a bar and Mike Trout walks in, Mookie Betts walks in, who do you think people in L.A. is going to flock to? They're going to flock to Mookie Betts. I mean, Mike Trout hasn't done nothing. I mean, you look at all these advanced metrics, you know – all these advanced metrics, like guys kiss his ass. And I mean, I think he had a run where he was a great, like, you know, probably a budding top two player, but I never seen it. I never, I don't see him as the face of baseball. I think Aaron judge is better and I'm not biased, but has Mike Trout ever is got on a run like Aaron judge? Does, does, does hitters, I mean, does pitchers really fear, him like how they fear Aaron Judge today? I don't think so. Judges, I think Judge is better, but okay, that's that's a debate for another another story, another time. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm just gonna ride with the Twins because they are a better team. They got Buxton, they got Correa, they have you know Miranda, more solid Polanco. Urshela from the Yankees, you know, Gary Sanchez, Gordon, Kepler. Their lineup is solid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving them, like, Mariners credit, but their lineup is pretty solid. They still got another year to add pieces and, you know, try to recruit people to come to the Twins because, I mean, it's a hard sell. Minnesota, you get cold like Minnesota. Good love, but you know what I mean? But still, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins. Versus the Angels. I, I can't trust the Angels. I'm not putting money on the Angels. I don't care if Otani. Maybe only when Otani pitches. But other than that, no bueno for me. All right, last but not least, we're going to go with the Yankees versus Boston. So we got Cutter Crawford. Funny as hell that he's named after a pitch. Versus Frankie Montez. And Frankie Montez had a shitty debut his first his first time up, so I'm hoping he shakes back. This he got to realize, he got to read the room. It's 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 the big it's Boston versus Yankees. We have to win this game. There's there's no question we're losing. There's no question that we're we're not gonna lose this game. Like this got to be. This is why I saved it for last. This got to be my guarantee of the day. I really. I really think that the Yankees are going to come through and win this game. Like you just you just can't lose this this game. Like especially after how yesterday went, it's a get right spot for them. So, I think the Yankees are going to win this game. I would even bet Judge to even hit another home run cuz I feel like he's in that mode. He knows what it is. He knows that the team is slumping and we got Rizzo back. 
you know, Ben and Teddy needs to get needs to wake up his bat because, you know, he's supposed to be this contact hitter that's supposed to be always on base and just being a lob, you know, throwing up the lob for like Aaron Judge or Rizzo to get on. And I mean, to get up to the plate and knock them in, knock the run in or whatever, or get the pop fly from third. I mean, get the pop fly so the runner from third to come in and score. So that's what, that's how you got to look at the look at him for that equation as a setup guy. Him, Kalefa, Hicks needs to start producing more. He's going on these streaks where he's not hitting for like a couple plate appearances, a long period of plate appearances, and he got He got He got to perform. It's, it's time. I'm 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 challenging them to step up. Like DJ LeMahieu, like. You know, you're having a solid season, but we need you to elevate. You know, Judge and Rizzo are playing out their mind. Josh Donaldson, like, I understand you're a great defensive short – I mean, third baseman, but you need to start producing. 11 home runs when you used to hit, like, 30. I mean, even though it's been, like, a couple seasons in between, but you don't drop off from – you know, you got to at least be in the 20s, man, like mid to late 20s still. I mean, you still got power off that bat. You're the bringer of rain. If if you're not going to bring no rain, then change your fucking Twitter name. Or change your fucking, you know, nickname, dude. You're not bringing no fucking rain right now. You're bringing a fucking drought. That's what the fuck's going on. Like, your at-bats is has been not good at all. So, you need to... You need to make sure that you're stepping up. Like, you got to read the room, too. I understand you're new. But it's Yankees, Red Sox. It's fucking time for you to turn up. It's time for y'all to step up and have those Yankee moments, guys. So I don't care. I don't. I expect to win. I don't expect to just sit here and lose, bro. Like every fucking every fucking time to the teams like the Mariners and the fucking Red Sox. Definitely not the fucking Red Sox, especially in a down year for them. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like. Step up, Yankees. Judge, you want that MVP? Don't come out and talk about Altuve, how he robbed you or whatever. I don't care how you slighted him. If he cheated or not, it don't matter. You shouldn't leave no question that you're the fucking best player in the league. You are the best player in the league right now. Don't make it. Don't leave no door open for Otani to try to steal this damn MVP from you just because he's doing good on both sides. You're doing great on both sides. So step up, guys. That's 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 all I got to say about that. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Money Man Prediction Podcast, where money is made every podcast. It's your boy, Eddie Too Rich. I'm signing off. See you guys tomorrow. Holla at your boy. <laughs>